Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Are you stuck in a quagmire of poor cash flow and or high stress and not sure how to move your business to a new level of profitability? Break the barriers that are blocking your business from expansion and growth and begin to live your dream now. Welcome to Dr. Doug Radio, where you are taught marketing and growth strategies from the experts. And here's Dr. Doug. Good morning. This is Dr. Doug with Dr. Doug Radio. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Today, I've got a good friend of mine online. Uh, I met with him last week and I told him, you know what? I got to get you on the show. His name is Chris Forsey and he is co-founder of RepLeverage.com and Learner Park Media. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Doug, how you doing? Cool. You know, and I, as I'm looking at your bio here, and I, I was always impressed with this. You've you've been on seen on CBS News, Fox, NBC, ABC. So you've been around a little bit, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I've been in the the marketing game here for about ten, a little over ten years. Cool. So let's let the audience know a little bit about who you are and how you came to this level, and really where your focus is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you know, I actually uh, out out of out of uh, college, I thought I was going to be doing real estate for a while because uh, you know it was back in like '03 when the real estate was just kind of booming here in Utah and, and a lot of places. And um, and you know, we had a lot of fun. I I, had, I created a company partner with my dad uh, in his uh, business. We did a lot of um, investing in real estate. And, um, my, my job was to, was a lot of the marketing. And so I spent a lot of time studying marketing, both online and offline marketing, um, going to, to, uh, uh, events around the country, studying from a guy named Dan Kennedy, who was, who's, um, uh, talks a lot about, um, about, uh, more offline marketing and sales letters and, and copywriting. And, um, Anyway, fast forward to oh what oh eight oh nine when the real estate market crashed, we kind of got our 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 shirts handed to us and ended up uh, having to close that business. And that was when I decided that I you know I was I was all along the the thing I've been most passionate about um, 
was marketing. And so I decided that I was going to start a marketing business and, and uh, ended up, again, partnering with my dad on that. We started Learner Park Media uh, back in 2009, I believe it was. And, um, and yeah, ever since, kind of never looked back. We, we, actually, we actually started marketing our own little product, uh, created a, uh, an e-book that we started selling online and then quickly got a lot of clients. And, uh, and that's kind of how we got into the, the, marketing, the, the marketing game. Oh, that's cool. And what are the areas that you love to really focus on? Um, you know, when we first started, we kind of saw a hole in the market because everyone, you know, everyone talks about traffic. And uh, when I mean traffic, I mean like pretty much Google, right? Everyone talks about getting on the on to the top of Google um, and getting more traffic, more people to their website. And what we saw was so many people were spending large amounts of money driving traffic to their websites which were just terrible. They were like these, you know, we call them brochure websites where it's just, you know, it's just a good looking brochure for someone to come and look at. But there was nothing that was really done to to increase conversions once someone came to that website. And so our big focus when we started was to, to um, focus on building what we call lead generation websites um, where they're, they're designed with, with one thing in mind and that's to, to convert the visitor into a customer. And so, you know, there's a few things that are involved in that, but it's really comes down to just focusing on one thing. What's the one thing that you want someone to do when they come to your site and don't, don't, uh, don't allow them to get distracted with a bunch of other things on your site. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where, and that's honestly where, 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 why, why we've ended up where we're at now, because when we first started, we, you know, we did a lot of things we offered, we did that, we did uh, search engine optimization, we did social media marketing, we, we, we did a whole, uh, bunch of different services and now we've kind of narrowed it down to to two things that we are really good at and that can provide a really good return on investment for a business and that is helping them create a a sales funnel online that that is just really um powerful and converts really well so they can spend the money on driving traffic to that website and actually make money from it Um, and then the other part of that puzzle uh, to the conversion puzzle these days is is reviews and so that's where we're that's where we really focus is we've got a, a pretty uh, great platform to help a business um, maximize their online reviews, be able to get more reviews and and market those reviews to get more customers. Well, and you know what's interesting, you you talk about websites and <clears throat> you know it's it's really interesting how there are so many websites out there that look so good. In fact, you know as as I work with clients, Chris, it's it's interesting. The first thing we do is look at the websites, and in every case, they don't have a call to action. They're all over the place, and nope. there there's no purpose to it other than hey, I got a great looking website, and <laughs> yeah. uh, so you know, I, I love the concept of the fact <laughs> that you know what you've got to have that call to action. You've got to have the purpose of converting them to a client. But let me ask you a question. I actually looked at your website and and I was curious. You have you have strictly phone numbers. Your call to action is call us, call us, call us. I've seen others where they're going to offer and you mentioned before that you offer a free ebook or something and so in that case they're going to fill out a form where they get captured into Infusionsoft or some of these other softwares. So Tell me what the difference is. Do you find that there's an advantage of one over the other, or do you find that you can use both in different locations? 
Yeah, definitely both. I mean, so for example, our website, we don't really, we don't, we don't spend any money driving traffic to our, our website, um, Learner Park Media or Rep Leverage, right? Uh, what we spend, we have actually different sales funnels that we spend money sending traffic to and the website there. So, you know, uh, having a brochure, more of a brochure type website, you still should need to have call to actions on it, obviously. But that that's still important. You know, it's there to be there and provide credibility. But the way the way we look at it is is you know we have a lot of different campaigns that we're running, and and every campaign, you know, your your ad and your website should should the the more congruent those are, the more successful you're going to be. And so. Um, We've got actually got two different sales funnels funnels for Learner Park Media and, and and a different sales funnel for Rep Leverage and that's where we send our traffic to. But it really but as far as your question like does it you know phone numbers or getting their email, if if you can get their email and make that work in your business, uh, that's the best that's the best way to go. Uh, then obviously you want to drive them to calls, but because you know in marketing as you know Doug the power is in your list right. The bigger your email list is, the more money you should be making because. Um, you know, we uh, there's a, a mentor of mine, Russell Brunson. He always teaches that there's three different types of traffic. There's traffic that you control, there's traffic that you don't control, and then there's traffic that you own. And which one do you think is is the best? Yeah, the, the one you own. own, right? <laughs> because when you when you own traffic, it's like owning your own TV station or radio station. You can just run a, an ad anytime you want, really. And emails are cheap, and drive traffic anywhere you want. And so. Um, you know, traffic you control would be like paid ads on Facebook or on Google uh, Ad Network or Google uh, Pay Per Click, and then the traffic you don't control, of course, would be things like SEO, blogs, and things like that. Um, and your goal with with traffic that you control and traffic you don't control should always be to get more traffic that you do control, which is capturing people's email addresses or sometimes in in, the, in today's world, text uh, cell phones for text message marketing. Um, and that's one thing I think that that's another thing, by the way, that we help businesses do with a funnel is. Um, is understanding that you know you don't you don't your your focus shouldn't try to be to make money on the front end. You, if you can get someone's email address and have a, a, an automated sequence that will move them through your sales funnel, even on the back end through throughout a, a, a longer period of time, you can. That's where you can really start to to grow a business is having some um, automated marketing happening through email. Well, and, and let's talk about that. There are a couple of things I really want you to talk about. Number one is the, the reputation marketing, as, as you said, and also the the sales funnel. But you, you talk about capturing emails, having that, owning that list. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of companies out there that allow you to do that. What have you found, particularly for small business owners, what have you found are some good software programs out there that allow them to capture names, emails, and so forth, and then do that uh, campaign. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the cool thing about these days is there's just a ton of really good <laughs> systems out there. There's Active Campaign, a lot of people like that. There's Infusionsoft, which is really powerful, more for the advanced marketer. But on the, on the more simple end, like what we use for most of our clients is either MailChimp or AWeber. Um, okay. I've always, I've always liked mail, like MailChimp has gotten even better. They're, they're pretty simple. I've always used AWeber. It's just was the first one that I started using and they not too long ago kind of revamped their backend. So it's just a lot more intuitive and just more user friendly, but it really is more, it's more simple than, than people think it is that have never done it. It's just going in there, you create a list, right? And then you just write your, your, your they call them autoresponders. You write your emails and, and you say, hey, this email I want to go out one day after someone signs up, this one two day. And you can build out a whole, you can build a short sequence 
and then add to it as you go or, or build out a long sequence. But those are the two that I use most are MailChimp and uh, AWeber.com. And they're very affordable for the small business. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Fact, free. They, they, they both have free accounts that you can use for a little while. <laughs> Great. So let's, let's talk about reputation marketing because you talked about the fact that you have found that in, in some cases that that can be more effective not to eliminate SEO, but it actually can be more effective for the initial dollar investment than SEO. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? We kind of so I don't know how many years ago, two, three years ago, uh, we were we had a, a client of ours that had been a client for a number of years, um, and he was a plumber. And you know, we were out to lunch one day and just kind of visiting about what we could do to get even more calls. You know, he was showing up well online. Um, he was an SEO client of ours, <clears throat> and. We kind of just said, you know, we looked at his reviews and we and and he didn't ha- really have any, and so we said, well, let's you know, let's put some together to try and help you get more reviews. And he kind of mentioned, well, you know, I've already kind of tried to do that. It just it's just difficult to be, get people to take time out of their day. I said, well, let's see what we can come up with. So we kind of came up with this makeshift plan to, to help him get more reviews, and it worked. And I still have the voicemail saved on my computer that he sent me. It was like a week and a half later. He he called and left me this voicemail just saying. Just all excited, saying, "Hey, I got six calls last night, and they, every single one of them said they called because of my reviews." And so that was kind of a, a you know a, a light bulb moment for me. And uh, that's when we started changing our direction and saying, "You know, we realize that we can help a business um, more by helping them get more reviews than by helping them show more up online." Right now, uh, you know, showing up more online, you still need to get traffic, of course. But honestly, even if you don't have any traffic, even if you don't, people aren't finding you on Google. Your online reviews will still affect your marketing, no matter what you're doing. Um, you know, they say that about um, uh, about uh, 92% of people now look up reviews before making a, uh, a decision with a local business now. And so, whether someone heard about you from a friend, whether they got a mailer that you sent them, whether they heard you on the radio, wherever they heard about you, 93% of those people are going online and looking you up. And so, are they? About you, are they being more convinced to call you or less convinced to call you? Um, and so that's kind of um, you know when you say yeah, you can help someone. We can help someone more with reviews. It's it's true, and and they can get a faster um, return on their investment from focusing on their reputation, their reviews, than than I think just about anything else they could do. Interesting, interesting, and and so how do they go about it? What what about a small company that may not necessarily have a lot of clients because they're just starting out. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, that's a good question. Um the the smaller the small a smaller cup like that, the good thing is they they probably have a little bit more personal relationship with their with their clients. And so you kind of just have to scratch and claw a little bit with the, with someone like that, you know, a, a system like ours probably you know it could it could help them maybe maybe in the like for like a, a you know use part of our service. But um I, what I would do in that situation is just honestly I would it's worth it to reach out personally to each one of their customers and 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 you know get their get a get a review from them on Google. Our our the system that we've put together works really well it, it, to automate the process for someone that's got a, a consistent flow of customers. Um, and I can tell you a little bit more how that works. But well, and and so with that said, what is what would you say is the minimum amount? that really allows them to effectively use reputation marketing as far as customer count? That's a good question. Um, so just to kind of, I would say maybe, um, well, I'll give you an idea. So our our our, our clients get about uh, anywhere from 
15 to 30 percent of their customers to leave a review right so even with a even with a really good system and if and if i were to tell you everything our system does it covers everything right it's got the automated follow-up it's intelligent follow-up and 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 it's just it's it's the best that you could do to get a review online and you still only get about 15 to 30 percent of people to leave your review so you're still you're not going to get uh, you know, 100% of the people that do it. It's just people are busy and have a lot of priorities. Um, and so you can kind of do the math there. So if, um, let's say someone had, let's say someone has, you know, 20, they get 20 new customers a month. They can expect anywhere from, you know, three to six reviews a month from that if they're, if they're using our system. So that, that maybe that kind of gives you an idea of whether, you know, as far as a number that, that someone needs to, to have to make it worth it for them. But honestly, what we found is you just need to you just need to do three things really for a customer to help to get them to leave your review. You need to you need to wow them. You need to give them really good service. That's the number. Honestly, what we found is the number one thing, even more than a, than an incentive um, to leave your review. Which, by the way, now is is against terms of service to do. So you got to wow them. You got to provide them with good service. You need to uh, obviously ask for the review, which so many people don't do. And um, and actually, let me let's actually I'm going to say four, not three, because the third thing is um, you need to make it easy for them. And you can actually now go get a you can get a go get a direct link to your Google uh, listing your actual the actual review box on your Google listing. So you can send someone a link that when they click on it, it not just takes them to your listing, but it actually pops open the box where they need to leave the review for you. And so um, so that's one thing you need to make it easy. And then the fourth thing is is something that we automate with our system, and that's follow up. And that's the same with as you know, Doug, with any marketing, right? The fortune is in the follow up. Um, in fact, we looked at about uh, 2,500. Uh, we kind of aggregated some data. We looked at 2,500 people that went through our system, and we found that uh, close to 50% of the people that left a review didn't do it until you asked them the second or third time. So, and I could break those down to you. I think we have like it was something like 23% on the second ask and 19% on the third ask. And so. You know, if you're not, if you don't have any kind of follow-up system for your getting reviews, you're going to miss out on 50% of the people that would have left you a review, which by the way, is already a small percentage. So that 50% yeah. makes a big difference. Wow. That's interesting. And and you talk about, you know, I, what I like you mentioned is the fact that a lot of business owners don't even think about asking for reviews. And, and I think in some cases that may be because they think it's tough, it's difficult, they're embarrassed about doing that. Uh, but you've actually developed a system that makes it really easy, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you're right. And, and one of the, I think one of the biggest reasons people don't do it is it's, is it's maybe seems a little awkward for them or they're just not kind of like you said not comfortable with it so uh what we developed is is just what we call the our sign-in campaign and it's basically um you know we we call it an app because that's the way people understand it but it's really it's 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 a thing it's a, an app we can put on their phone right it's, it's it's technically a mobile site that we can save as an app on their phone and all they do is they bring up this form and when a customer either you know this works great for like a dentist who has cut clients coming or patients coming to them it works great for someone like a plumber who has technicians going out to a house so but either way on your initial contact with the customer client or patient you just have them sign in right a lot of similar to how like a lot of dental offices will have you sign in or doctors offices will have you sign in on a clipboard sometimes you have them sign in and all they do is they put their name uh, a lot of times we'll get email and phone number, depending on the situation. Sometimes we'll just get phone number, and then it's got a uh, a timestamp on it. It's got the date and the and the time, and they click sign in, and and so then that just does two things. It it 
uh, keeps track of the, the fact that this person was you know, signed in at this time, which is helpful for a lot of businesses. But the real reason, obviously, is so that now we can, we can automate this process of asking for reviews. So we just set a delay. So when someone signs in, we set like, you know, this, the delay is different for every business, but it might be an hour delay or three hour delay. But whatever the delay is, a text message will go out to that person after that delay happens. And uh, in the text message, this, the customer, client, or patient will just click the, it'll just, they'll click the link in it. And it comes up and we have a little splash page that says, would you recommend us, yes or no? The idea there, of course, is to, to filter good and bad content, right? If they didn't have a good experience, we, we still want to hear from them, definitely. But we don't want to encourage them to post online. Um, what we found, actually, by the way, is, is most people that leave a bad review, they just want to be heard. The unfortunate thing is businesses don't give them an easy way to be heard other than just going online and posting a review. So now with our system, now you can proactively reach out to your, your clients. And if they did have a bad experience, give them a chance to tell you about it before they feel like they just have to go online and tell the whole world about it. So on, on our system, when they say, no, I didn't have a good experience or I wouldn't recommend you, um, it, we send them to what we call a negative feedback page where we ask them three important questions that we found can turn a negative experience into a positive experience, which is what went wrong? Who was involved and what can we do to make it right? And then a button that says send to manager. So that takes care of the negative stuff. But if they say, yes, I would recommend, then what we do is uh, we give them typically a choice between three different sites. And Google's always one of those. And every niche has a couple other sites that are important to them. It might be Yelp. It might be Facebook. It might be, you know, health grades or, you know, whatever it is, whatever we want to focus on at the time. And we just give the, 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 um, the user the opportunity to choose which directory they want to post their review on. And then we take them directly to the place that they need to, re to leave that review. So they're, so they're literally just one click away from leaving that review. That's like I mentioned, another key is just making it easy for that, that person to leave the review. So this actually, although they've signed in on, I would assume an iPad or something like that, that makes it easy. Yep. And, and then they actually get it on their phone because I know that you can't have them go to the same phone and keep writing reviews from the same phone, especially if it's yeah. yours, because then all exactly. of a sudden Google is, okay, that's not working. But so this goes to their phone where they're able to write a review or write and say, you know what, I had a problem and, and go that way. Uh, and that takes care of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you and you know that a lot of people, you, you have to have, there's a lot of questions business owners have about this. Well, can I just get the reviews and post them? Or, or can I have them all just post them in my office? And you, and, and you made a good point there, Doug. They have to... Google knows the IP address that the review came from, and they filter reviews all the time, and they'll even flag your account if, if they see something funky going on. So the, the, the review has to be posted by the customer or the patient, uh, and so it's done on their phone, like you said, and th that way the review sticks. They don't get filtered. Uh, and that's just the proper way to do it, and our, and our system makes it easy doing that. So you talked about follow-up, the fact that they don't write a review the first time. Does your system do an automated follow-up until they actually write a review? Yeah. Really? Okay. Talk about yeah. that. So what happens – here's what happens. So if they if they get we, – we typically do a three-follow-up three campaign. You know, sometimes – you know, in, in a lot of marketing campaigns, we do at least like an eight-touch follow-up. When it comes to reviews – it's a little, we found it's just a little different. You want to you want to be persistent, but you don't want to be annoying. Um, and what we found is that that three is kind of the sweet spot. Three three emails or three text messages, and not everyone's going to get all three follow up. It's 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 an intelligent follow up. So if someone gets the the um, the the link and they click on it, then they don't get the they won't get our the the, the second message. But if they if they get it and they don't click. Then they'll get the second message. Same same thing. They'll get the third message if they didn't open and click the second one. So it'll it'll follow. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Follow up with them. Um, and if they, let's say they, we do have, um, when I say it's an intelligent follow-up, we also have like, we also have two follow-up messages that we call an, an abandoned campaign. It's just a two-email campaign. And, and what it is is if someone goes to the uh, the the first feedback page and they don't follow through, we can we can tailor the next message to them saying, hey, we noticed you started to review us, but obviously obviously didn't have time to finish or whatever. We would really appreciate if you just took a few minutes to do that. So oh, cool. it's, a, it's an intelligent follow-up campaign, but it's a limited, you know, th- uh, three-message campaign. Oh, but that's great. That is, you know, and and it's it's interesting that that just makes it really easy, doesn't it? Um, For any company. It just automates it. Yeah. Yeah. Even even for those service companies that go to the home, let's say a carpet cleaner, a plumber, electrician, all of that, to have them just basically say, hey, would you mind signing in and showing that I showed up at this time? And yep. and go with that. Ed, it's brilliant, brilliant. Those uh, are some of my favorite, my my best clients. Honestly, are the are the people that have technicians that go out to homes because the the business owner loves the fact that not only are they getting a lot of more reviews, but they love that they have a. By the way, we have a CRM that they can log into and they can see. Oh, hey, the, yeah, this technician was at this house at this time. They've got a history of all of that. Um, and it's, so it's really cool that way. Oh, cool. Well, and, and then you talked about the other thing I want to talk about is the funnels, the sale funnels and, and how important that is. Let me ask you a question before we get into that, because we, we've talked about websites and the fact that that website, obviously they need to have a website from the perspective of people knowing that you're there. I mean, at this Uh point in time, if you don't have a website, people are going to, hmm, you know, what about this business? But with that said, they don't necessarily have to spend thousands of dollars with multiple pages of websites to get conversions, do they? No, no. I mean, you know, so a funnel, for example, and and there's the the cool thing about nowadays is there's so many – easy ways to put up funnels. So, so what I use is a, it's a program called click funnels and okay. it's awesome. It, it makes the, it makes it really easy for someone who has zero web experience to build out a sales funnel. Um, now you can still hire someone to, to design that and make it look better for you and convert better for you. You, for a, for it's a sales funnel, you'll pay anywhere from 2,500 to maybe 7,500. I know of a guy that, that builds awesome sales funnels. He charged about 7,500 bucks. Um, but um, so it kind of depends that, you know, if you're on a budget, go create one yourself and, and learn about it. There's, um, cl- click funnels. There's, um, I know you're aware of uh, lead pages, right? right. I think uh-huh. you actually told me about lead pages years ago. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. I still use lead um, pages. And so lead pages is awesome. I used it for a long time. Click funnels is really similar to lead pages, but it's, but it's, it's got, it's added the funnel aspect to it where it's not just the lead page. It's your whole, you can kind of see your whole funnel from a bird's eye view and it makes it really easy to put those pages together. So a funnel, by the way, everyone says, well, what's the difference between a funnel and a website? A funnel is nothing more than a series of web pages, but it's got, but you're leading someone through the process. So they come to your landing page and there's only one thing they can do on that landing page. There's not a menu. There's not a sidebar with a bunch of things to distract them. It's focused on one thing. 
And your goal is to take the, to get them to take one action. And when they take that action, they're moved to the second page in your funnel. And the second page has a goal to do one thing, right? <laughs> it's to get them to move on to the next page of the funnel. And so there's a lot of different funnels that you can build. There's a lot that work for, for you know, depending on what your business is. Um, but these days, it's really easy to build those out with with softwares like ClickFunnels and lead pages. So, so here's a question. Um, let, let's say that you are developing, and I want you to really explain, you know, to the audience a little bit more about how to build that effective uh, sales funnel. But is there is there a key number you you talk about going from this page to this page to this page to this page? At what point in time is too much too much? And you go, okay, you know, no more because I'm going to quit. Versus, you know, is there an ideal? In the sales funnel, as far as how many places do you lead them before you actually get that conversion? Yeah, good question. So it, it really depends, honestly. But like the longest, typically the longest funnel should be this, right? You, you're going to have a, a, a lead capture page. Sometimes people call that a, a, a squeeze page where you're trying to get someone's email address. That leads to a sales page, right? Your sales page is going to sell whatever it is you're selling. Then right after the sales page in a typical funnel, you would have what I call an OTO, a one-time offer. Some people call it a, an upsell. or And so that leads to the upsell where you give someone a chance to, hey, wait, your order's not done, whatever. I, there's, you you want to add something to that order. And then, you, and then you'll either have after that a thank you page or sometimes you'll have another upsell or a downsell. I, I don't recommend doing any more than two upsells. I've been like, I just, in fact, I just bought a product the other day. I was kind of, uh, um, I bought this guy's product because I wanted to see his back end and see his sales funnel. And he had six upsells, and it was like really annoying. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah. man, this guy, it's like upsell after upsell. So so I would say no more than two upsells. But honestly, it really depends on how many pages. So for example, for most business owners, a funnel that works really, really well is what I call a, a yak funnel. You got to be crazy. Is <laughs> You got to be crazy not to take advantage of this funnel. Some people call it a, a discount funnel. And what that is, is basically it's a two-page funnel is all it is. And it's the, the first page is... Um, giving some sort of discount. It's kind of the idea, the Groupon idea, right? Without, with cutting Groupon out of it. Um, having uh, a really killer offer to get someone in your door. And then the second page of the funnel, the first page is for them to put in their email address to, to get that voucher or that coupon, whatever you're giving. And then the second page, and what most people do on these, on these funnels, on these little two-page funnels, is they just say, that's a thank you page. It says, hey, thanks for getting your voucher. Here's your voucher. And they, and they, hope, they hope they'll call. Uh, what what we found is is on that thank you page you ought to take you ought to do everything you can to get that person to call immediately. Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna lose a good percentage of those people because they might get your voucher and they might be busy. They might think, oh, I'll call tomorrow, and then a week passes and and they and then they finally decide, oh, okay, I, you know, I really need to get into the chiropractor now. So now they're and now they don't know what your voucher is and they go online and look up someone anyway and they call someone else anyway after they just clicked your ad and came to your funnel. So what we found is. Uh, that works really, really well for just just about any local business is send them to that first page with a discount. And then on the second page, give them another discount, another um, offer, another reason to call immediately. So you say something like, you know, a good example would be a chiropractor deal where they're coming in for uh, a free um, a free adjustment. And then on the second page, say, hey, and by the way, if you call within the next five minutes, we'll, we'll throw in a free um, uh, x-ray. Right. And so you're giving them a reason to call right then and there. Um, and that funnel, that little two page funnel 
works way better than you're some, than spending a lot of money on AdWords or on Facebook traffic and sending them to your website. It's it's going to work a, a hundred times better. Cool, that that is really neat. So so that becomes a sales funnel, and and they can do that by either hiring somebody to do it, or as you say, for the smaller business owner where they may not have that type of uh, marketing budget that they can literally go in and do it themselves by utilizing something such as ClickFunnel or lead pages. And as you say, ClickFunnel kind of guides you through it, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah, they've got training videos in there and everything and it, it's and it's 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 honestly pretty easy. You know, I I'm I'm of the opinion that that no business owner, especially in the beginning stage of their business should should outsource their marketing or at least their I guess what I'm, their marketing strategy, let's put it that way. Um it's obviously okay and it's good to hire people that know how to do specific things, but you need to understand the strategy that you, that, that it's going to, that it's going to take and then, and then put in the places. And so, um, you know, the, the founder of ClickFunnels um, is just a, is a brilliant marketer. He's one of my mentors for the last 10 years. And, um, and not only is there awesome training in that and then ClickFunnels, but he has a really good book that will teach you kind of some good concepts of, you know, the, the, I, I think the, the number one concept that business owners need to understand in order for a funnel to work for them is uh, what's called the value ladder. And, and so every business owner needs to, needs to learn about what a value ladder is and implement that in their business because um, that's what's going to allow them to, to make just about any, you know, make a sales funnel actually work for them in their business. Can you share a little bit about what a value ladder is since you yeah, brought I'll, it up? I'll show you. Yeah, I'll, sh- I'll show you the example that Russell shares in his book. Okay, so um, he tells a story of of him seeing this teeth whitening offer from a dentist, and and uh, this is up in in Boise, um, and he so he goes in for this teeth whitening offer. It was free teeth teeth whitening. So he goes in, and he gets his um, he gets his teeth cleaned, and the dentist uh, asks him. Uh, you know, I, I think the first thing what he's asking him was, you know, do you do you drink coffee or do you smoke? And he says, and anyway, so he he starts asking him these questions. Um, oh, you know what? It wasn't teeth whitening; it was teeth cleaning. He went in for a free teeth cleaning, and so the first question was, do you drink coffee? Do you smoke? He says, no. He says, oh, I was just curious. I just you know, you're just asking about the shade of his teeth, and he was like, really? Like my teeth need to be cleaned? So the, then the dentist so said, hey, well, you know, for X amount of dollars, we can we have a really awesome teeth whitening uh, plan that we can get you on, and so he the basically. The, the bottom of this value ladder was the free teeth cleaning that Russell came in for. And then the, the, the added value or the next step in the value ladder that this dentist had was teeth whitening. And so he offered the teeth whitening to Russell and Russell took him up on it and bought the teeth whitening. And then, and then he started asking Russell about the, the – he said, you know, have you ever worn, you ever worn braces? Or, and just kind of noticed that his teeth were not straight. And he just said, hey, you know, we've got this really cool – um, retainer that we can use now and, and it, and it, and talked about how it can straighten out his teeth and, and Russell ended up buying, getting the retainer from him. And so here's Russell. He came in for this free teeth cleaning, which was at the bottom of the value ladder for this dentist, right? It was something that has a, that has a, a, has a good amount of perceived value, but it's something that the dentist could do relatively inexpensively and get someone in on. And then he had other services that he built out that were that kind of walked someone up the value ladder. You know, at the top of that value ladder for the dentist might have been some, I don't know, higher priced cosmetic surgery or cosmetic thing. Um, and so that's kind of an, a, a, a simple example of a value ladder, just having figuring out what you can offer in your business that has um, a good amount of value, but that you can offer either for free or for a huge discount to get someone into your business into your circle and then have other other services other products that you can provide more value to that customer that patient or that client 
and so that you can walk them up your value ladder. And sometimes you'll walk someone, sometimes you'll advance someone up your value ladder immediately, or sometimes it might be a month down the road or even a year down the road if it's a, you know, a, a higher up on your value ladder. But that's what I mean by a value ladder. Okay. And you know, it, it brings up an interesting point uh, as I work with the different clients. Sometimes as we talk about, you know, what type of discount are you going to offer or what are you going to offer for free or whatever and and they really rebel against that initially because they're thinking about the bottom line but here's the key most of them have never taken the time to determine the lifetime value of a client uh-huh. or a customer yeah. and once they do that now in dentistry i happen to know what that is because i used to be one so but in, in a lot of these other companies they've never taken the time to think wow what what is this patient or what is this client or what is this customer what value are they going to have lifetime and once you determine that suddenly it makes sense to offer that discount because lifetime wise is going to more than compensate for that 20 percent off or 50 percent off or even free whatever you did for them yeah, you nailed it there because a business owner, they you have to know your numbers, right? You're not, I have a I have a, a business coach that that I've had for a number of years and he always says there's one of the things that he says most is the numbers will tell you what to do. You got to know your numbers. And that's one of the things I love about online marketing is is once you know your numbers and there's several different numbers to know, you can really scale something quickly. Um, but that's prob- that's one of the first things every business owner needs to know is their lifetime client client value. And I would also say like I, I always like to look at like a 30-day value too. Like what's the 30-day value of this client and what's the lifetime value so that you can, you know, you and I, Doug, had this discussion the other day, I believe, uh, was about like, hey, you know, obviously it needs to, you need to be making money, enough money in the beginning to cover, to make things work. But if you understand, if once you understand the lifetime value and you can make that 30-day value work, man, now you can really scale things and, and really grow. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, going back to the conversation we had last week, um, you had mentioned and there were really four areas that if a business owner would really focus from an online perspective on these four areas that they really would see some ultimate results and positive results. First one, obviously, is reputation marketing, and we've talked about that. The second yep. one was the sales funnel, and we've yep. we've kind of talked about that now. But then you mentioned two others. You talked about retargeting and mm-hmm. having paid ads, and, and I'd love you to take some time just to kind of discuss those. Yeah, absolutely. So, so retargeting is just is awesome. And for those of you who don't know what retargeting or sometimes it's referred to as remarketing, you know, Google calls it one thing, Facebook calls it another. Um, but what it what it is, is this. Have you ever been to a, if you've been to a website before and then you notice like later, later the next day or later the week, you see their ad everywhere. And some people think, man, this this business must have a million dollar budget. They are everywhere. They're on ESPN. They're on, you know, they're on on every website I go to. <clears throat> Well, what, what it really is, is when you go to a website, you can you can put what's called a pixel on your website, and uh, or, or sometimes people call it a cookie. And so when you go to that website, you get cookied. And now that, that, that business knows that you were interested in something they had to offer, whatever that page was, and now they can, ta- they can create an ad, a banner ad, and they can put that banner ad all over Facebook. They could put it all over it. They can follow you all around the web, whatever website you're on that has Google the Google, it's part of the Google ad network, they can show that ad to you. And so the cool thing about remarketing or retargeting is that you, it's not only is it less inexpensive, it's, it's, 
it's not as expensive. It's you get cheaper clicks through retargeting than you do through through um, regular ads on Facebook and Google. But it allows you to follow up with people and maximize your marketing dollars. So because you know um, we we could, I Doug, you know this that we've talked about the fortunes and the follow up, right? You have to have follow up in your business and your marketing, especially. And so um, that's what retargeting is. It allows you to to follow up with people even if you weren't able to get their email, right? So if someone comes to the first page of your funnel and let's say they didn't opt in, they didn't give you their email, they just left for whatever reason, maybe they were they got distracted. Uh, now you can actually follow up with those people through ads, through through banner ads, um, for as you know for as long as you want to follow up with them, and it's and it's really really cool. So that's something that every it's 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 fairly new. It's you know, but it's been around for a little while. But every business owner needs to have some retargeting in their in their business. I I look at it and I think and the way I the way I do it with my funnels is I I dedicate thirty percent of my marketing budget to retargeting. So wow. actually, excuse me, forty percent. I just break that up. So thirty percent is retargeting what I call warm customers, uh-huh. which are people or not warm, not customers, but warm traffic. That's people that have that have opted into one of my email lists um, or or have at least been to my website. I'm going to remarket them about thirty percent of my budget, and then ten percent of my budget is actually remarketing. And this is something that that I don't see a lot of businesses doing, but remarketing to your customers to sell them other services that you offer. So, you know, it's a really cool way actually to to add more value, get more value from your current customers is show them ads uh, around the web. So, Oh, that's cool. So now what's the difference between that and paid ads then? Because obviously you're paying for the retargeting. Yeah. So it's the same. It's I mean, your paid ads, your paid ads, uh, it's uh, retargeting is paid ads. So when I say paid ads, I'm referring to um Either Google AdWords typically or Facebook. Facebook's a really big one, and there's other places you can spend. Uh, you can do paid ads. You can do them on Twitter. You can do it on on Instagram, which actually now is part of Facebook. Um, and so it's just simply instead of um, paying uh, for SEO to, to to show up organically in the search results, it's about just spending money on an ad and paying every time someone clicks on that ad, whether that's to Google or whether that's to Facebook. And so, um, like, let's say I have a thousand dollar budget to market something. What I would, what I would do is I would take, uh, 60% of that budget and I would put it towards an ad that's going to go to cold traffic, meaning people that's never, that have never been to my website. I'm just going to, I'm going to choose who I want to show that to. And that's, and the, the people, when people click on that, I'm getting, I'm going to pay every time they click. And then 30% of my budget is going to go to remarket those people that clicked on my ad, came to my website, but they didn't leave me their email or didn't buy. Uh, and then 10% is going to go to retargeting the people that did buy and I want to sell them something else. Cool. So it's all paid ads. It's just a different It's just a different type of paid ad. So realistically, you need to start with a paid ad and uh-huh. then institute the remarketing or the retargeting along with yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, unless you already unless you already have a lot of traffic come to your site. So, for example, we have a we have a page that we've been doing SEO on for a long time, and <coughs> excuse me, and we're getting a lot of traffic to it. And and so, just we sh- we should have done a long uh, a way before, but we've just been doing so much stuff. We finally got around to putting a uh, a retargeting campaign together for that traffic. And so now, you know, we actually don't have any paid ads going to the site. It's just this big. Um, content website that we put out there to ca- capture a lot of people as a big net for this uh, project that we've been working on, and now we're gonna, able to retarget those people on Facebook and on on the Google Ad Network, and and it's it's pretty awesome because now we're able to actually send those people to a specific funnel. Um, so that's a, that's a way to, to to turn traffic that you 
don't control, right? Uh, that are just people that are finding you on your blog, on different pages on your website, into traffic that you do control is just put a pixel on your site and start adding. Every business should do that because it's just simple. They go get their pixel, they go put it on their website, and they can start building that audience. That list will just keep getting bigger as, as more and more people come to their website. So it's it's not that yeah. tough. Any Anybody that you're working with on your website could go know how to do that. Just yeah, it's really not that difficult. Yep. Okay. You just go and, and honestly Google how to do it. It's, it's really simple. Just follow the steps and you can go put that pixel. Even if you're not ready to start driving ads through retargeting, you might as well go grab a pixel and put it on your website so that a month down the road or a year down the road, hey, now you have this big list that you've built up of people that have come to your website that you can start retargeting. So Wow. That's amazing. You know, time has just gone by so fast. I can't believe we're we're nearing the close. <laughs> it's just amazing. So, so Chris, what I'd love to do is have you let the audience know, how can they reach you and how can they take advantage of your services? Yeah, so uh, you can reach us um, if, if you go to learnerparkmedia.com. Uh, that's L-E-A-R-N-E-R, just like you would guess, learnerparkmedia.com. That's probably the best way. And just either call us, our phone number's there on the site, or um, you know, there is a, uh, an email capture there. You're welcome to fill that out. You can also check out Rep Leverage. That's R-E-P, which stands for reputation. And then Leverage, um, repleverage.com. That's another, our other site that's focused on our, on our um, reputation marketing. And so if you're interested in that, either way, you can get a hold of us on either one of those sites. The phone numbers are there. And um, we can, uh, you know, like I say, our, our biggest focus right now is to help businesses with their reputation. We are offering limited funnel building services. So if, if, you've, if you're thinking, hey, I want to build a funnel for my business and, and you're curious whether it's something that we can help you out with, uh, we'd love, I'd love to talk to you and see if it's, if it's a good fit for us right now. And, and, uh, and, and, and the funnels are one of my favorite things to do is for, for my own funnels or for other businesses. So. Oh, cool. Well, hey, man, thanks so much for being on the show. I really yeah, appreciate you it. And, you know, the, the key factors you talked about are so valuable. Folks, I, I, I know you enjoyed it. I hope you'll take advantage of talking to Chris and getting some more information about this because it's, it obviously is the way that you can build your business. So thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you join us next week. This is Dr. Doug saying have a wonderful week. Thanks for joining us on Dr. Doug Radio today. Call 800-260-1789 now for a free online business diagnostic analysis and a growth strategy session with Dr. Doug. That's 800-260-1789 or go to www.diagnosemybusiness.com.